Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, welcome back. This is episode 19 of uh, Love Sober, the podcast. Um, So today, because it will uh, be a month pretty much till the Christmas season is full in force, uh, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, Christmas Eve and through to the new year, we thought we would um, kind of talk about uh, the potential triggers, the potential problems uh, that can come up over this festive period and uh, perhaps looking inside the toolkit to see um, what you can pull out to to have a happy, you know, happy, joyful, enjoyable Christmas, because um, I know it can be very difficult. Um, so before we start, just check in and say hi to each other. So hi, Kate, how are you? Hello, I'm all right. You make me laugh, though, because you're like, oh, Christmas is so awful. Let's look inside the toolkit so that maybe we can have... <laughs> and whereas I, when we were really laughing, because when we logged on today, I was wearing my sequin hat and going, ding dong, merrily on high, because we're doing the Christmas podcast. So um, I'm actually getting quite excited. <laughs> I'm a bit like a bit too excited today because, uh, yeah, so December will be with us by the time we publish this, won't it? Which is on yeah. Thursday. It will be right at the end of November. Um, yeah. So apart from being slightly manic, <laughs> I'm good. How about you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, yeah. In terms of Christmas, I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm a slow starter. I kind of forget. <laughs> I forget all the bits, and then my kids will be like, "Mummy, chocolate calendar." And I'll be like, oh yeah. So I just I find it. Um, I don't know. I'm a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a bar humbug about it. Um, I don't know why. Well, maybe we'll find out why in in this episode. But yeah, I'm all right. It's rainy and cold and and stuff. But um, we've got work going on outside, so I hope there's not too much background noise. Um, but yeah, not too bad. Mm. So the the festive period, Kate, which I know that you even yesterday text me and said it's one month today. <laughs> I'm like Will Ferrell, basically an elf. I'm like, I know Santa. No, I really do. I really love it because I I don't like all the materialism. Like we literally uh, set a tenor as a limit for buying presents for each other adults kids are different but you know we don't we have like the one big present and then we have the stocking but for me it's all about the kind of rituals and I celebrate Yule because I'm an old pagan really at heart I think so I love the midwinter the mistletoe all the carols that I like are all like the holly and the ivy and good king Wenceslas and all that and um, the lighting of the fire and the Christmas tree so it's I mean, basically, it's just sort of fairy lights and sparkle and an excuse to kind of put decorations up. And, oh, yes, and the family. (laughs) So it's all about the aesthetic to me, clearly, isn't it? It's not about actually the love and the joy and the goodwill. It's just about, like, how it looks. No, it isn't. And I do do just, um, you know, and I do, and I I feel really lucky because I've got a really lovely family and it it wasn't always easy. you know, I won't go into that in any great depth, but I do, I feel now I, I really, you know, um, I've got a really good relationship with my mum and the in-laws as well. 
and and we all get on and we get together and um, with my cousins and so I do feel really blessed actually sort of family wise so yeah yeah I think that's you know I think I need to I think I've been so blasted with consumerism this year like I you know black was it Black Friday? Mm. You know, it's only just become a thing in France, really, in the last, because France is always a little bit behind. In some some ways, it's a good thing. Um, some ways, not so good. But, yeah, it kind of was like, it was so full on. Like, my email box was just full of, like, you know, offers and stuff. And then today's Monday, and it's like Cyber Monday. So where did that come from? So I, do, I just feel, like, battered a little bit mm. by kind of the consumerist aspect and I think you know you've made me feel a little bit more joyful about it <laughs> and I, I mean I do I'm really lucky because um, a, a good friend of ours we've mentioned before should we just call her Blue Angel because we can call her that without mentioning yeah, her yeah let's call her a very Blue good Angel. friend of, uh, of ours from Soberistas has um, she's doing a carol concert which we mentioned before in London um, and um, I'm going with I'm taking my parents and the kids and it's a uh, you know candlelit and old carol so i'll have to get festive for that um and i do you know i do love i used to love singing carols in the in the church but i don't know yeah i think um it needs everything's just got to go back to basics for me yeah. and i think i need to find that joy of the of the basics of it rather than well, like I think, for example yeah sorry for example gonna... last year um i was in the in the toy shop and uh there was this because my daughter's birthday is just before Christmas as well. And there was this guy who had like, you know, a massive pile of presents. And um, and he didn't look particularly well off, you know, didn't have a lot of money. And he put and he put it all on credit, you know, to pay it off after in January. And I was just like, <gasps> just stuff like that is just dangerous. Mm. And that pressure, you know, for families that to, to spend money, it's just crazy. I mean, even you, you put a budget on Christmas for your kids mm. um, and it's like, right, you know, 10, 10 quid for the, the kids or 15 quid for the kids and the, you know, but it's so hard to find something that's mm. decent, like even a board game, you know, you're looking at 30 quid. Anyway, I'll stop ranting. <laughs> <laughs> But um, shall anyway. we look at, oh, I think though that what you said back to basics, I think that will come into the Sober Toolkit, which we'll talk yeah. about later, won't we? Um, and we had this model, didn't we? We were we were very pleased with ourselves when we came up with this about the Christmas past, the Christmas present and the Christmas future, like uh, the Christmas carol and Scrooge. Yeah. And we were like looking at, so Christmas past, obviously, you know, f for me, uh, I, I used to often peak on Christmas Eve. And I get really excited, as I, as you can see, that I will probably, you know, I would get overexcited, and then I would uh, drink too much fizz, um, and then just be like crippled all day on on Christmas Day so often. And then when, um, you know, with the children, I've had some some years when uh, my son was really young, where he would be up during the nights, and then I, one year I was up. Si since four like yeah. four a.m i didn't get much sleep after that and i had a cracking hangover and like i'm sorry that's not a nice christmas day it was no. hi hideous and dark you know managing the anxiety so you know i think when i did my first sober christmas there was this like loads of fear about 
okay I'm what happens I'm not ha well how do I do it I've never done it alcohol free as an adult so how the hell does that work and yeah. I'm not going to enjoy it but it was these kind of you know the rose tinted spectacles the you know the booze goggles because actually the reality of it it was it was not pleasant Christmas day yeah, so I think we were thinking about a visualisation process, weren't we? Mm. So, you know, if you're coming into it and you're like, I'm not sure whether I can do this and I'm not sure whether I want to and, you know, Christmas and festivities and having a glass of champagne and all that. So if you're visualising your worst, you know, ghost of Christmas past, uh, for me comes to mind um, Christmas parties. Got some very, very bad memories of Christmas parties where... I got completely trashed and made a complete idiot of myself, text my boss um, whilst at my boss's house about being at my boss's house, which was a classic, um, really not funny, funny. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And that sort of going for it on Christmas Eve and then waking up and just feeling so shit Christmas morning. And then you're ratty with the kids, mm -hmm. you know, because you haven't had enough sleep and you're hungover. And then so you just get on it again to make yourself yeah. feel better. And then you're trying to manage the Christmas cooking and it's really stressful because it's just like, or you just are a little bit pissed. And so everything is not as good as it could be. And mm. so visualize your Christmas past, then visualize your, you know, your Christmas future. So the ghost of uh, Christmas future mm. so who is that person what do you want it to be where do you want to be in January where do you want to be on Boxing Day mm. how do you want to feel about yourself you know so um, you want to feel good you want to feel proud you want to feel happy with yourself you want to feel strong so all of that is by you not drinking and then obviously so the Christmas present is uh, putting in the toolkit and putting in strategies mm. so you can manage it because it's a very difficult I mean I went back to drinking before Christmas before because it was just that thing of well I, you know it won't be forever it's like a holiday isn't it it's just like yeah. well I'll just have you know you think you can have this sort of short-term lapse because well it's Christmas and I was going to my brother-in-laws who my my husband and him you know they they both collect wine so you know I knew it was going to be like very expensive vintage Bordeaux wines, you know, and I was just like, oh, I can't miss out on that. So I'll just put aside and I'll drink and then I'll go back, you know, in January. And obviously once January comes, you're back mm. in the habit and, and then it takes another six months for you to try and stop again. So mm. it, yeah, I think a, you're right. Default. I think it's that high day holiday kind of mm. thing where it's legitimized even more and even more expected, isn't it? So it's like, you know that that blip out of time that that yeah like I say like a bit it is a high day and um mm. and those like weddings or funerals Christmases those kind of you know rites of passage and high days are sort of categorized certainly by Brits as this kind of carte blanche to sort of like go bananas or you know it, it oh go on treat yourself it's Christmas you know mm. it's like oh oh it I don't know, and even the the auntie that maybe doesn't drink anything might have a thimble full of kind of sherry at Christmas because it's Christmas, so it's like yeah. really, really flagged up. It's and also, of... it's kind of like you know, all rules off about kind of yeah. 
timing you know it's like oh let's oh, yeah. have champagne for Does breakfast some... and well like... that was always my favorite was buck's fizz Bucks opening, fizz, yeah. opening presents and the reason for that was a because i was um too excited <laughs> because obviously i've been excited all december so i've probably got a bit of adrenaline and cortisol going going on but also because i was hung over and it's like right okay, mm. i can take the edge of this and i can deal with it with it and it's just mm. like so i think there's like what well going back to the christmas future and and sort of visualizing the future there's two ways we can do that can't we like you said it's like well who do i want to be and how do I get there? So so the Christmas present is like bake, breaking it down into baby steps because what you do now informs your future. It creates a future. So it's those, you know, those baby steps. Um, yeah. And also just the future, like you say, just cast the stone, throw it a little bit further because it's just one day. And it already after bo- a Boxing Day, you're going to be like, oh, blimey, it's over. And then think about the January and every bugger will be doing dry January. You'll be thinking about a holiday at that point. You know, we'll get hit by all the Tom- Thomas Cook adverts on TV. And you'll be thinking about something entirely different. So it is like just, you know, don't get hung up. Like let there's a difference between kind of doing a bit of prep or getting totally hung up on the on this period mm. and this one day because in my experience it's a bit like stage fright like it was the, the thought of it was pretty daunting and the reality was just like oh my god on so baristas everyone was like high-fiving going it's been the best christmas ever you know yeah. because we and we feel so proud of ourselves so yeah so that that would be my two penneth about the christmas present and future yeah so Obviously, you need to, we talk about planning. Um, so there are a few things that we thought about that might come up um, to kind of give you a, a flair to, to look out for. Um, so we're going to talk about halt, uh, which we talked about before, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, um, FOMO, um, the expectation of others, outside pressure, which is huge, uh, and uh, overwhelm. So start with halt. Uh, I guess it's just, um, yeah, making sure that all those needs are being met, isn't it? I mean, um, mm. hungry is not really a massive issue over Christmas, but I guess it goes with that kind of festive thing and, and, and being very present for other people, but not really looking after yourself. You can get mm. a bit kind of depleted. Yeah. Angry, um, I guess, you know, family situations, pressurise family gatherings, can be quite challenging for people you know you've got that I don't know uh, family member that you don't really get on with but you have to spend Christmas with well there's two things there is there really have to like analyze that word do you really have to or can is there a way that you can get out of it and normally you know we say this don't we to ourselves it's just like oh no I can't possibly I have to do this 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 and it's like mm. really mm. actually do you or can you say no um and then, um, you know, if for whatever reason uh, you know you're going to be faced with that anger or that frustration feeling, then, you know, how are you going to deal with it, which is not drowning yourself in wine. So taking breaks. I took a lot of time out. I was in, in England last year with my family um, and I, I, you know, I, I did find it quite difficult on the booze front because everyone enjoys Christmas let's say um 
so I just yeah I just took time out I spent time with the kids uh I went out for walks every time someone needed to think something from the shop I was like yeah don't worry I'll, I'll go um <laughs> and so yeah I think that's kind of that uh lonely okay I don't know if you want to say something about yeah lonely well I think I was just thinking it could go one way or the other like I said I feel really blessed because um yeah because I've got family around and we and we meet up um, what I need to do is take those breaks as well because I get overwhelmed and as an introvert I need to move away from the group fairly regularly but then you know if you're not then that there's sort of expectations and all the the messages being pumped out of the tv at you about all this connection and that goes with the alcohol you know you can't connect without me and that it's supposed to be a family time it can be really really miserable for people who don't have that and i think mm. that's when you know for lonely rewrite the rules it's like get get where you are and if it's like you know again a good good friend um you know um went to crisis you know volunteered for crisis or go away or you know, I've got another, we've got another couple of um, sober friends that have gone to Greece now, I think, um, for the whole of the, the winter or something, they're retired. Um, but, you know, just, again, like, you know, I think that can be really, really difficult for people. Um, I yeah, would say, I think... you know, and, and if you are in that, maybe it's worth having a think about that and reaching out to people who can you go is there a friend that you can hang out with I've been in that situation before in my 20s I used to I had a couple of years when I wasn't things weren't going well with I didn't want to be with my my parents we weren't getting on particularly well at that point I'd split up with my boyfriend who's now my husband um and I spent a couple of years going up to Scotland and being with um friends families um and again, you know, that I was really grateful for that because I didn't really think about it too deeply, I suppose. I was in my 20s, but I would have felt really shit if I'd had to spend it on my own. So I went with other people and was like, you know, adopted by other families. And yeah, that's the, the wider community, you know. And, and I think similarly, I suppose it's really nice if you've got... An, I know that um, my mother-in-law has a couple of elderly neighbours and we've had them over on christmas day so open the door a bit wider you know you can just go and see i don't know go and see someone down the street that that might need just to say hello and those, those bits of human contact could make all the difference to you and and other people so i think that's worth having a look at yeah we've definitely had sort of you know uh, friends of friends come over you know over the years of uh, of family friends that were on their own and and those are the bits actually that I like when you do just kind of open it up and I think people are very receptive at that time of year um so I think it's definitely worth sort of seeing who within your community you could perhaps say and say look you know I'm going to be on my own if mm. I come over and do you know I'm not out. I'm not very religious well I'm not I'm not religious but our church our local church is brilliant one of um the uh the vicar's wife they've, they've got kids at our school and she is a real love um for doing stuff in the community and they give up their christmas morning 
um, and they do a breakfast. No, they did a Christmas lunch for people who didn't have anywhere to go at the church. So they hosted a Christmas lunch and you could go and hang out in the church and be with other people. And to me, that is the best part of ch the church when things like that happen. So there might be something like that in your local area that even if you're not a particular church goer, people are kind and that that hospitality would be open to you as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's lovely. 100%. Okay, Ta and tired. Well, yeah, hello. That's not a big reach, is it? We're bloody knackered all the time, aren't we? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think that comes back. That comes uh, down to sort of that overwhelm and saying no too. It's like you know, you're getting all these invites for Christmas parties. Mm. You know, do you really want to go? Um, sort of just really sort. of you know narrow it down to the ones you really really want to go to and then just say no just or make up an excuse or or we, we talked about this which was a very interesting concept was uh that your social window which is something mm. that you've been talking to people about recently which is perhaps can really help with the the tired yeah. aspect this is that was like a real kind of epiphany to me a couple of weeks ago and i was talking to someone about um she was just sort of saying that when she got triggered socially and um, we were talking about how long it took and she was like becoming a bit mindful of it she said like one or two you know one and a half two hours and I was like yeah me too and then I said maybe she went maybe that's my window I was like maybe that is your window and then I was like maybe that's my window then I talked to my mum and my mum was like an hour and a half is totally my window <laughs> so it's like you know that we don't have to have these long protracted things especially if we're not drinking we can drive we can get our escape hatch we can be mindful of when when we're getting a little bit frazzled um, obviously in the past that's one of the major uses of alcohol for me was to to not quite be there when I was there because I'm an introvert and because I actually mm. needed to step away at that point it was that buffer so I think that's like yeah tired and also I remember Rebecca Weller talking about this about imagine you inside you have a toddler and that's like the little you and I still think, you know, I still got a little me inside. And she, you know, imagine dragging a toddler to a party and making her stay there when she's getting tired and frazzled. She is going to start throwing the toys out the cot and shouting, stamping her foot. And, and what we do as adults is we shout, wine, 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 give me a bloody glass of wine. That's what Irina Toddler's doing. Because she mm. wants to go home. She wants to just, you know, dial it down. And that's quite a powerful image for me. I'm like, yeah. Let's get her home. Yeah. Um, you know, if you might love it, you might be like a massive extrovert, you know, and, and then bring it on. But yeah, that made sense to me. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, so, yeah, expectation uh, can mm. be a trigger. Also, you know, FOMO, uh, kind of you think you're going to miss out on this this great time. Mm. Um, you know, I guess we, we've talked a lot about JOMO, isn't it? The joy of missing out and that that kind of being at home and, and appreciating kind of the day, appreciating um, quiet times, going for walks, um, manual crafts, you know, making stuff. Um, and that, um, oh, what was I going to say? The, yeah, the what I noticed the first Christmas that I didn't drink, I was really scared about this, but I went to some mum's groups and actually it was a bit more fun because there was a Christmas quiz and there was food 
and actually there was more to do than there usually is and it made mm. it easier so and then we did a secret santa so i again it was a bit like stage fright i was like shitting my pants about having to socialize and then i just came away just going okay that's another that's another notch in my in my staff you know my sober staff that i'm waving about and um and a real pat on the back and it was just a very very important realization so i think you know if you flip it this is like a bit like boot camp isn't it so right it's a massive sober muscle so really when you do a sober christmas you're you're really building that that a huge amount of confidence because you'll know that you can do it and that's that's pretty priceless i think you know what i mean yeah and i think um you know it's like okay right like there's an element of as you say boot camp like getting your army fatigues on and like sort of bossing it um and i uh, something i really liked that i read was um from bell thinking tired of thinking about drinking and she came up with this um uh bingo for a night out um and i really love this idea of kind of setting yourself tasks or setting yourself kind of initiatives or, or making it games even if it's in your head you know just so you've got like that little added extra that mm. you're kind of bossing it even though people don't know um and it was uh so the things you had to do and you had to get a like um 10 out of 10 score was um number one arrive late uh <laughs> number two take replacement drinks number three count the number of people not drinking number four speak to one of them and make a new friend number five identify someone who is drinking too much number six leave early uh number seven email or text sober support before you go uh, number eight, email and text again when you get home. Number nine, plan a treat for when it's over. So we're going to talk about treats in a minute. Mm. Uh, and number 10, dance around the kitchen saying, this shit is hard and I fucking rock. <laughs> I love that so much. And I just want to <laughs> I just want to add uh, another one. And then number 11 is to uh, wake up the next day, hangover, fr- feel, hangover free and feel grateful as fuck. Yeah, because and I just love that idea of just like, right, you know, OK, I'm going to strategize this, but make gonna, it fun. Yeah, but make have it a, fun. Have a game. Take, yeah, totally. Take, you know, take this as a yeah, as, as fun and um, and and play with it a little bit. So talking about treats, uh, we thought because we, you know, sober treats not only are nice, but they're also good for your brain in terms of reprogramming it to feel better and to not associate mm. fun, reward, with treat alcohol. With, with alcohol. Uh, we thought, why not, you know, do a, a sober advent calendar, you know, so give yourself a little treat every day. Mm. Um, it could be, you know, stocking up the, the cupboard of non-alcoholic drinks. So every every day you get another little you know, uh, mm. I don't know, bottle of nice elderflower presse or alcohol-free beer or um, ginger beer or whatever it is you like. Uh, it could be working up to the outfit that you, you're going to put on for that party that you want to feel really great. So, you know, you're every day you've got some nail polish, you've got a manicure, you've got your hair done, you've got um, new shoes, Whatever, it could be little things, it could be writing yourself a 
loads of mantras before and then you know every day picking out um you know a nice sober quote or a sort of positive affirmation just anything that's quite mm. active proactive to make you feel at your best mm. uh, at, it's a bit like time. claire pooley was talking about the reprogramming your subconscious and changing all the passwords on your computer I think mm. that daily repetition of some kind of treat is really good for retraining the subconscious. Um, you know, again, it's just like simple things you can do every day that don't feel exhausting. They don't feel like... Because um, I think part of the, the kind of sober thing is that, especially at the beginning, it can feel like hard work. And the, mm. those little bits of just kindness to yourself every day, just, I don't find for me, they make all the difference. They just... You know, I've got like this tiny thing I sent you it didn't I in the post yeah I've got it next now to my bed. I don't go and buy all these all the time because I am aware of plastic but it's this tiny Christmas tree that changes color and has a star on the top and it just sits on your desk and I've got it on at the moment and it cheers me up like you know I look at it and I'm like oh that's cute that's it job done my, my yeah. mind has already flipped to a positive right job done <laughs> so and I think I think when you're building your kind of um especially at the beginning I remember you know it was really the whole thing of like what am I going to drink like oh I don't drink red wine now what am I going to drink in my life was kind of uh, really stumped me and and Christmas was actually a really good time because um I my husband um there's a really nice like uh like manufacturer of juices in Paris you know the packaging's beautiful and they're they're very sort of aesthetically um chic um drinks and so my husband bought me um you know a selection of juices so it's like strawberry juice and and raspberry and and grape juice um and I got a tea um like a what are they called teapot <laughs> a nice teapot um I got loads of really nice tea so I kind of that Christmas all my presents were kind of around my sobriety so it was mm, like nice. again it's those those kind of um uh positive connections that every time I opened it's like repetitive things so every time I opened a present mm. and it was like something to do with my sobriety but was a treat it was like oh yeah you know yeah and, and so don't you think I made it's myself like... lovely tea and all day I was trying my different teas you know so yeah. I had something to do and I had all these different sort of juices that I that I had over that that period which was you know so there was that kind of um, mm. element of like last year my 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 brother bought me a seed lip do you think so as well that, you know there's there's something really lovely about that about people seeing you as well mm. it's like when you start getting gifts at christmas like seed lip or i got a i got a journal and some socks and it's mm. like okay you really are and now you know my um my father-in-law bless his heart because he was always like oh well, but can't you just have a, a small glass of champagne at christmas you know i'll be like i don't drink and he doesn't ask me anymore that it's just like oh the alcohol free stuff is in the fridge and it's mm. totally you know that whole thing about sometimes you know it's always awkward before it's elegant that thing that you know that mm. um that blog I wrote based on something that again Rebecca Weller said about actually it m might not feel completely uh natural we're still having to work at it but as it goes on it's like anything it starts to feel 
normal and people then reflect it back at you and they accept it and they you know and that's lovely of your brother to buy you seed lip you know isn't mm. it and it's lovely I don't know just when people you know give you thoughtful gifts that really reflect your sobriety I think that's beautiful you know yeah and actually I mean you know all fairness like he, that didn't come from him that came mm. from my husband because it was just like oh you know why don't you get this for Mandy mm. I know that she wants it um but kind of that prepping yeah um, right which was really nice that that didn't come from from me as well but that kind of prepping really did lay the kind of mm. groundwork so yeah. it was like oh you know Mandy do you want another one of those funny <laughs> one of those funny <laughs> funny gins and tonics and I was like oh yes please and so you know <laughs> as they went yeah. to make a drink for themselves rather than me being forgotten like mm. I had my my drink so um, mm. yeah it was really and that kind of filtered through the rest of the family was kind of like oh you know Mandy do you want one of those funny uh drinks one of that funny fears you've got you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so yeah I didn't I didn't feel left out and I don't yeah. I, I mean I I honestly I don't miss I don't miss it at all so no and you can't imagine that can you the first Christmas you go into no. you just think it's just it's so hard and uh, and like I said to you you know we've both gone back to drinking after about yeah. a year interestingly but even though I did that this is still my fifth this will be my sixth Christmas sober so even when mm. I decided I was going to moderate by the I did I've always preferred Christmas to sober now so that's I find that quite interesting you know because it's so full so even though it's become inextricably linked with alcohol somehow culturally and well we were talking about the um sorry I'm going on the advertising and mm. I, one of the reasons why why it's so in, inextricably linked is that those key messages that are so uh, associated with alcohol which we've talked about before which is I you can't connect without me you can't experience joy without me and you can't cope without me that's all really pumped out at Christmas you know the Christmas advertising ramps up and all the drinks and and every advert has someone clinking a glass in it and that whole like halt overwhelms frazzled mum turkey in and out of the you know it's like oh need a bloody glass of wine so so this is one of the reasons it's really tricky isn't it well so it was um lauren from was well, she's changed now to the the midlife life but she sent me something the other day on instagram it's just like um all the alcohol advent calendars mm. and it's like you know you're buying that for someone that's obliging them to drink every day mm. you know or even if you're by you know as as a as a product you're obliging someone to have a drink mm. you're day not you're normalizing it and promoting for it 20, yeah for 24 mm. days in a row so yeah. even though it's a small drink it's it's still like you're mm. normalizing habitual drinking day in day out yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I we've talked about this in the differences between England and France before, but last year when I came back, the advertising on TV mm. was just incredible in England. It was just so full on, like, you know, and, and so normalised, like you're watching a Christmas um, film with your kids and then it's like, you know, a supermarket advert for buy, buy two, get one free Prosecco. Mm. And it's like, ugh. You know, it's it's and so I think give give yourself um, mm. you know, some credit that it is a really really hard time. Yeah, and that's not just because you maybe have a borderline 
um, you know, problematic relationship with alcohol, mm. but it's also because it's, it's or a full on problematic relationship. Or, or, yeah, or <laughs> yeah. full on, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a real thing out there that ramps <laughs> yeah. up, and we and we are affected by it. I know, you know, no person is an island, and and it is. It's one of those things I think where you feel because of that, because of that normalization and that expectation when you can feel out of step and not quite right and it all feel a bit awkward generally before you get all your sober strategies on board it's that's to the power of 10 isn't it that you're out of step mm. and you're out of sync with it and yeah. and then come january every bugger like i said is doing some kind of detox and you 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 know it really does pass like it's just you know yeah. you're even be thinking about it in january um Moving on, so to so tips for for socialising would be um, visualisation. Visualise yourself wafting around the room, looking, smelling amazing, and leaving in the same state. Not like that advert on TV where you they you know you see, it says oh you wouldn't dream of going out like this. So don't why do you end the night like this? Do you remember that it was an alcohol advert about ten mm-hmm. years ago, and it was brilliant. It was a young woman, and she just had makeup smeared down her face and just was mm. all over the place. And it was like, okay, that's that. I thought that was a great advert. So mm. sort of visualize yourself. Um, have your escape hatch. Have your three drinks so that you're not caught out at the bar. Sort of saying, do you have a, a tomato juice? Oh, actually no, and then you're stumped. So um, remember that. Three After different alcohol-free options. Pre- yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And also that um, after the first drink, people aren't interested anyway in what you're drinking. So even if it comes up, um, drive. Be aware of your window. That would be the the social stuff and and the the bingo thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, just you know don't don't engage in in the kind of. I mean, mm. you know, if it, especially if you're in kind of um it's not close family or friends if it's sort of the christmas party or whatever i just don't get into conversation about Mm. it just be like oh yeah no i'm not drinking tonight that's it whatever yeah and what about so um the if you're hosting yourself tips for managing that i remember um, another sober sister uh i had it printed out on my fridge uh, when we did a Christmas party and one of it was like so I put my husband on drinks so I didn't pour alcoholic drinks um, and it she said it this is not Ben-Hur and you are not the director <laughs> which I love that it's a bit like um, you know this is monkey in the circus you know these not whatever it is um, yeah. but, but and another friend said, you know, that she used to socialise a, t- a lot, but she said, I often provide the entertainment, but I am not the entertainment. And how many of us think that we've got to just be so responsible for everyone's good time and actually sometimes getting out of the way, uh, lowering those expectations and delegating can just, you know, so you don't have to be that sort of frenetic control freak that i can be sometimes like you know mm. just so worried about everyone having a good time you know get out of the way yeah um, i mean i think it's it's very different isn't it if you're if you're going to someone's house uh, or if you're receiving people at home i mean if you're in someone else's space um you in some ways have to play by their rules which means you know they can get as drunk as they want and do what they want because they're in their own home uh, it's just you for being able to step in and step out you know uh, in good time for you not to feel overwhelmed or or 
triggered in any way I think yeah. if people are coming to you then you you know hold all the cards so why not rather than drinks in the evening do afternoon tea um or make you know a big batch of sort of mocktails as well as what they have on offer mm-hmm. um and you know make real boundaries about timing so it's like between i don't know uh, three and and seven mm-hmm. and then plan something afterwards so you know you've got to, they've got to be out <laughs> um yeah and i i mean i think if if we we have such another reason why i'm not a massive fan is because we have such sort of um cliched expectations of what it should be like mm. you know and it's like that kind of um christmas card picture and you know families are complicated and and kids get tired and then you know you you something doesn't work and so i i tend to just try to just have a nice day like we yeah. don't necessarily have turkey or we'll have whatever we feel like um yeah, maybe we'll have a bigger meal on the on the twenty sixth, or you know, maybe mm. we'll be with friends. I just don't like that pressure of, yeah, of one day having to yeah. be so amazing. Yeah. Um, so if you feel that pressure, maybe just flip it, you know, flip it completely and do something different. Mm. You know, go away. You said you're, you know, you're going to move venues because it will be quite a challenging time this year for you as a family. Mm um in terms of the the loss loss of your sister-in-law um so there are those moments that, you mm. know and and i think it does bring up very strong emotions for people um and so yeah perhaps just just do something different yeah, you know? i remember we were talking about this before i think that's a really good point because if you it is a milestone i think we were talking about the fact that it can all those milestones can throw up things and make you very reflective mm. and so all of this like it is like a kind of a heady mix isn't it it's like a cocktail of expectation a mocktail of expectation <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, uh, and potential triggers and overwhelm so you know to be able to step away to just be able to lower you know like have a good enough christmas like mm. i don't know um yeah just like you say and and that, that sort of delegate and just i remember another friend of mine bernadette who wrote the the little book of wonder that we were talking about the other week mm. and she actually said this to me when we were getting married but I think, again, like a high day, it relates to Christmas. Mm. And I was starting to freak out and worry and just about it being perfect. And, you know, it was a part of my anxiety had gone through the roof, you know, because it was like wedding day. And mm. um, and she sat me down and she just said, uh, today, it, she said, this experience is supposed to be rich. It's not supposed to be perfect. And rich means there are going to be dark patches and there is going to be this and that and the other. And at one moment you might feel really happy. Another moment it might bring something up and you might feel something entirely different. But just be in it. And mm. I was like, wow, you know, she's so wise. And I feel like that about this. I know that's quite, a, you know, you can just go, mm. oh, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Just oh, rah, 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 if that's your way. But if you are feeling overwhelmed, just let it be, you know, let it be what it is. And it, go with the ride. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the ride of it a bit. I think that was her very eloquent way of just saying, enjoy the ride, dude, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think... Um, 
if if you are have a tendency to compare all those those sort of things, you know, stepping away from social media when you know you're going to have all these people having the best time, mm. um, you know, I think that and and again for missing out, you know, if you're going to see all these people having the best time at a Christmas party, mm-hmm. then just sort of st- you know step away and and mm. and read a book or take you know do something nourishing for you. Your, take the apps off your phone again. Yeah, you know. Unplug. I think something that we said, and perhaps it's time to finish, but is, finish yeah. with this, um, was to maybe we did this last year to if you are a member of any kind of forums or um, if you've got sort of sober uh, friends, even if that you've never met, you know, online kind of contacts then start like a, a feed or start a kind of countdown together. And we did that last year on Soberistas, which we yeah. literally, we all went on every day, just like checking in on each other, how's mm. it going? And it was a really good space just to be like, yeah, oh God, you know, yeah, this happened. Today's with... tricky. Yeah. Or today's this... great. Yeah. Mm. And, and I think um, if, you, you know, there's so many groups, if you're not a member of any kind of group or you don't have any, um sober contacts then perhaps this is the time to just get that extra bit of support mm. and you know those are the people that understand and they get it and you don't need to explain everything you can just say yeah today i'm finding it hard and they'll go all oh, right okay yeah so you know yeah yeah well, i i hear you and uh maybe you could do this or this to to make you feel better you know? yeah there's a great feeling of camaraderie on in soap in sober cyberspace i think um yeah towards christmas actually i really do and we uh, one year we all took pictures of our christmas socks oh, it might have been last year, it was pictures, last year yeah. i've still got my my same christmas socks i shall wheel them out again <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like little things like that little things just to make you laugh and to feel connected and you know like i say the camaraderie is absolutely brilliant you know and then yeah. send up a flare as well on, or share you know during the day um yeah that's really important okay yeah we have we've come to the end haven't we so um tip of the day i've actually got one which is i know it's because i've realized that we didn't talk about it in in the uh before but um i had an idea it goes along with the the um treats might be an idea to send yourself a christmas card each week or like a, a letter in the post or something telling yourself how well you're doing so like really acknowledging your efforts but doing it in a playful way i don't know i thought that might be quite fun yeah i like it and tip of the day um i think just stock up stock up on on nice things nice things to eat nice things to drink um so you really get that kind of indulgent feel uh, even though you're not drinking alcohol so you know go go do a big order of, of lots of different juices. And and we found a really nice, I sent you a really nice recipe for mm. alcohol-free mulled wine. So mm. just, yeah, maybe just uh, invest in a nice mocktail book and really kind of yeah. let your creativity in and... Uh, yeah make it make it make special it, yeah we were saying that weren't we and juicy um sent us that um bailey's alcohol free mm. bailey's recipe so maybe we could put that on um we'll we'll do a post actually on lovesober.com um yeah and put some christmas resources there and some recipes and i know there'll be some going around on instagram i think and on sober easters too yeah um yeah what reasons to love sober 
Um, reasons to love Sluba. Um, 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 you, Kate. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Friendships. You know, today, well, it's, it's if we just, because this will be a bit in, in advance, but when we're recording, today is the six year birthday of Soberistas. Oh, um, yeah. So there's some really nice photos going around. And so, yeah, Reason to Love Sober is, um, is making real friendships. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, as you would say, 100%, I feel really, really lucky. Um, like really, truly. And I suppose mine would be a similar thing. And I've had a, th a thing come up this week, haven't I, um, where I felt slightly misunderstood by someone and i've been really wrangling with it and talking to you through it i sort of had a bit of an epiphany about how how to deal with it and how i was maybe putting myself forward and this this other lady is not part of the sober community but obviously you were a massive kind of help in working it out and i just realized how much opportunity i have to learn all the time and mm. I know people have said like, oh, you know, sort of challenging people can be really your teachers and stuff. I've never really understood that before. I had like a flood of gratitude. I thought, bloody hell, I've really learned something mm -hmm. this week. Um, that's being present. It's being sober. It's not just going, oh, that feels a bit uncomfortable. I'm just going to have a glass of wine and forget about that. So, yeah, I, I feel very, very kind of grateful at the moment. Like it's mm. it's to the power of 10 i keep saying but i do yeah so yes that's me so um we better wrap it up there and if you're immediately concerned about your drinking obviously you can visit uh, your gp um there's an anonymous service a confidential anonymous service on soberistas ask the doctor um alcohol concern have a lot of great resources in your area for local support and um have a great week and if you are really looking forward to christmas woohoo you're on my camp and if you are bar humbug that's fine too but you're on mandy's side you you are my yang to my yin yeah. the dark to my light to my dark uh, have a All great right week then. everyone bye bye, bye, -bye. bye, -bye.